Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, thanks for listening today. I want to share with you Ephesians chapter 5 today. I hope that you're upbeat. I hope you're trusting God. I hope you're listening to the Spirit of God in your life and you're allowing God to move and great things will come because you honor God above everything else. I pray you will not let the world uh, take you victim in life, but you will be uh, a leader and a guide, and God will direct you in everything that you do. He has a plan for your life, and he knows that uh, life is, is not easy. And so I hope and pray that you will go in the right direction and that you will do what it takes to serve Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father, I love you. I thank you for listeners today. Guide their lives, lead them, direct them, take them to new heights. God, give us strength in our troubles and give us help in our trials. But God, watch over us. Please help us to make great decisions. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I believe that is really the catalyst in our lives is choices. People talk about what to do and how they handle situational things with what's going on in this world. It's all a choice. It's choice of how you handle things. If you want to go to church, it's your choice. If you want to go through and and uh, uh, be involved in church during a time when you know we don't know whether to go or not, that's your choice. You don't have, like, I don't tell my congregation, hey, I'm mad at you if you don't come during this time. If you're not comfortable coming, I, I tell them, wait until you're comfortable coming. They're following us online. We're doing all sorts of things online, all sorts of messages, and and uh, we we connect with everybody. But sometimes people try to make people feel guilty because they're not doing something. You know, God knows your heart. He knows if you're right with him. He knows if you're making good choices or if you're making poor choices. Some of you are making poor choices. Some of you are not spending any time at all with the Lord. You're not talking to him at all. You're not living by his word. You've given in to the, to the uh, vices of the world. It's time to get rid of that. It's time to stop. The great thing about the Lord, he gives us an opportunity to change. Use that opportunity. Change. Say, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to walk with you. I want to get through my weaknesses. Because, folks, we all have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses that we have to overcome. And it's not ever going to get any easier because as long as we're serving the Lord, the enemy would love to get in and cause damage. But that's why you stay close to him. That's why you stay near to him. That's why you allow him to work in your life. Let me get to Ephesians 5 before I just ramble today. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. That's the first verse. How do you like that one, folks? Follow God's example as dearly loved children. Follow God's example. How do you know what God's example is? Because you have it written in the Holy Bible, the Word of God, God's words to all those years ago that he wanted to share across the world forever and ever. He said, live by God's examples, not by man's, not dictated to you by somebody else, but laid out from the word of God. That's what's vital. And then he says, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Love one another. Truly love one another. Not fight with each other about every issue or every social issue is out there, and all of a sudden we have Christians who claim to be Christians living in hate, 
talking hate, not forgiving, not understanding, not taking time to listen to anybody else. It's not just the heathens, not just those that are against God that are causing issues. Sometimes it's church people. Sometimes it's people who claim to be godly who all of a sudden they have the all-righteous, all-holy attitude. Folks, I believe God wants us to live holy life. In fact, our next passages of Scripture, the Apostle Paul speaks to that very plainly, and he speaks in a way that these things are certainly uh, going around the world and have for years and years. And he knew it. Paul knew it. But it got worse and worse as time went on. And so, but he approached it way back years ago and laid out for us how to live. He said this, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because of these that are improper for God's holy people. Not even a hint of sexual immorality. You know, people justifying all over the place. Well, I'm getting married, so I'm living with her. I'm getting married, so our premarital sex is okay. Do you know what immorality is? Immoral, sexual immorality is sex outside the confines of marriage, but yet you justify it and you live by it and you think it's okay? Well, you're going to hear how different that is when we get through the end of this scripture. I'm telling you what, stand up, turn away. If you're living that way, stop. Then he says, or any kind of impurity. You know, anything that's, you know, bad talk or bad jokes and bad taste, run from impurity or of greed. What's greed? Oh, the greed is the love of money, the love of things, you know, that it means so much to us that we got to have. You know, we live in a world like that. We've got to have everything. He said, greed will take us down. Many people in their lives don't honor God first, even if they're giving, even if they're tithes and offerings. They don't honor God. They have no peace of God. They claim Jesus all over the place, but where's God in their giving? They don't give to anything dealing with the things of God. Malachi 3 says, you know, hey, we rob God when we don't give our tithes and offerings. Well, I'm pretty big on giving. Now, I don't tell people you need to give 10%. You know, the Old Testament was 10%. New Testament <laughs> New Testament was even more than that, but it wasn't a, a figure. It says give, but not out of the compulsion of your heart. You don't give out of guilt. I never want anybody to give out of guilt. I mean, I'd rather, you know, them not give than give out of, out of guilt. You need to be convicted in your heart that you need to be given to the things of God. I'm so thankful. i got a wonderful giving church who really believes that they need to honor God in their giving. And I believe that I've learned that my entire life, and God has blessed us over and over again. In fact, you know what? When I first came to this church years ago, it was very small, somewhere around 50 people regularly that were coming to church. And you know the budget was horrible, but I found out one of the reasons why. Our church, we got tithes, but we never gave tithes out or demissions or anything. And so about three months in, I said, folks, we're going to start tithing to God on everything that comes in as your tithe. And folks, I'm telling you what, we haven't missed a beat since. It's been 32 years. And there's only one year in 32 years that we didn't reach budget. But that year, we didn't spend over what came in. God has blessed us because we have honored him. He's blessed me in my life because I've honored him. And folks, he will honor you, not just in your tithes, but in your time, in your talents. He said, nor should there be any, uh, any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Yes, I have done that in my life too. Like many of you, we've fell victim. For of this, you can be sure. Listen to this. 
For this you can be sure. Do you see the emphasis he has here? For this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, and listen to this, it's big, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. No, no one. No one who lives that way. And you say, oh, I'm fine. God knows my heart. Folks, you're going to stand as I am in front of the judgment seat of God, every one of us, and I pray that you're right with him. I pray he doesn't look at you and say, depart from me. I never knew you. Then verse 6, he says, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. What's he talking about empty words? He's talking about people justifying sin. Don't listen to those people who are justifying sin. Say, that's okay. You know, you don't, you know, you're being too holy. You're being too righteous. You're not too righteous. The Bible says, be holy as I am holy. It's just very simple things he lays out to us. He doesn't lay tons of do's and don'ts. He says, but just live holy, righteous lives. Be a moral people, not only in your sexual lives, but in your, in your regular lives. Be moral how you treat people. Let no one deceive you. You know who deceives you? It's the enemy working through people and sometimes working through people who go to church. Folks, be careful. Do not play around with the fire of Satan. Then he says this, For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the world. Live as children of light. You were once in darkness. We were once lost in sin, but now you live in the light of the Lord. So what does he tell you to do? Live as children of light. And find, then he goes on verse 10. Listen to this one. And find out what pleases the Lord. People, you know what pleases the Lord. I don't have to tell you what pleases the Lord. Live in a way that honors God. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful, shameful even to mention what is disobedient in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That's why it said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Verse 18 says, listen to this, folks. Please listen. This isn't Tom. This is the word of Almighty God. This is the word the Apostle Paul, that God inspired. He says, be very careful then how you live. Can I read that again for you? Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Paul recognized that. He knew that was an issue. Then he says, do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. How many people get drunk with wine? How many Christians get drunk with wine? But be filled with the Spirit of God, speaking to one another psalms, hymns, and spirit songs, and make music from the heart of the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father and everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, you have a choice in how you live. You have a choice in decisions you make. Make great decisions. 
God loves you and wants you to walk with Him every day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.